Welcome back to Just Scrap Radio on BJPen.com. I'm your host, Cole Sheldon, and episode 37 had a UFC 262. We got a really stacked lineup for you all in front of as the promotion hands out a new vacant lightweight title in front of a sold out crowd in Houston, Texas. But we're first joined up by one half of the co main event, Benil Dariush, to preview his fight against Tony Ferguson. This is a massive fight for Benil. He's been calling for a top ranked guy for quite some time. After his went over Diego for hair in February, he gets his wish in Tony Ferguson. So we talk how this all came together, whether or not he surprised Ferguson took this fight as he's on a two-fight losing streak. He, he could be in a do-or-die. And how he sees his fight playing out, he knows Ferguson has a lot of crazy antics, a lot of crazy moves that he's just going to try to out-crazy him. It's something he's been saying throughout this whole t- uh, time in the fight week. So Darius seems like he's ready and ready to get a win over Ferguson and get a, either a title shot with a win or a top-ranked guy like a Gaethje or Poirier Con or someone like that if he gets a win which would be his biggest win of his career. We're then joined by Edmund Shabazzian to preview his uh, main card scrap against Jack Hermanson. Edmund's obviously coming off that, his first career loss to Derek Brunson in August. We talked about that, um, the layoff, the loss, what he learned, is, and he's and whether or not he was surprised that he's getting a guy higher ranked than Hermanson. A lot of people thought he was going to get this unranked guy, kind of build himself back up, but UFC's throwing him right to the walls, and Jack Hermanson, who's a perennial contender, a dangerous guy for anyone. We saw what he did to Calvin Gaston, submitted him, and uh, just over a minute, but really good stuff from Edmund. As always, we're then joined by Edson Barboza to preview his main card fight against Shane Burgos. This has violence written all over it. Uh, I was talking to Edson. He thinks this is a bonus-worthy fight, like no matter who wins, no matter how it goes. like th- These two just throw down. They'll take a shot to give a shot. Both have a really good knockout power. But uh, th- This is one that I, it opened up the main card. Like This was perfect kind of placement for uh, the UFC to really get fans excited for the pay-per-view having this fight first off. But uh, I also talked to Edson about his new contract. Obviously, he was very displeased. He was on the last fight of his deal. He said if he didn't get what he wanted, he wanted to be released and go elsewhere. So he said he got what he wanted. He likes where he's at. And we also talked about maybe a future back at lightweight after this. But he's really comfortable with featherweight, and he thinks this is where he should have been for a while. And we close things out talking to Jack Hermanson to preview his fight against Shabazz. And obviously, Jack's last fight didn't go his way against Barton Vittori. We kind of talk about that, all the circumstances going from Till to Hall and to Vittori and how it kind of all threw him off and and him needing the time off after that loss and how he's ready to really return and and how he's kind of surprised that Shabazzian is his opponent. This is a guy that the UFC offered and he said yes and he wasn't really sure if the other side would say yes, but Jack's ready. He thinks the whole game plan is pretty simple. Take this guy down to the ground. He's either going to TKO him or submit him. But So he was very honest with what his plan is, but really good show. Hope you all enjoy. Be sure to share the show, subscribe, and thank you all for listening. All right, we're joined once again by Benil Dariush, who's got a massive fight coming up here. Benil, how's it going? Oh, man, uh, it's going great. Just been training really hard and really excited for this fight. Uh, I actually remember, I was looking back, the first time I talked to you was after the Tiago Moises win, which is what the November of 2018. Like, it's kind of crazy how far your career has gone from then. Like, obviously... That was your first win back after that stretch. And now you could be a top five lightweight two years later, like, or two and a half years later. Like, what's that like for you? Yeah, man. You know, I, um, I always thought I was capable of this. And once I started, once things kind of went south for me, yeah, it was very, uh, very difficult. It, it, It really like destroys your confidence. I remember being so nervous for that fight just the Thiago Moises fight I, I I was like this is do or die this might be uh this just might be my last fight just just in general I can't I can't keep going with this anyways uh 
thank God it went well. And every fight, I got a little bit more confident. Now, now we're here. Obviously, you get that big win over Diego Ferreira last time out. Like, did you kind of expect a big name would be coming up next? No, I did not. Uh, just because, you know, I, I was expecting a big name after um, after uh, a close, after being Jakar close, and then after uh, after uh, you know, just every time I won a fight, I just thought I was gonna get a, a big fight, and it didn't happen. And then Scott Holtzman, nothing. So I I, I was kind of shocked, but very happy. Well, obviously, Tony Ferguson, UFC 262, like, when you got that name, like, is it just an immediate yes? Yeah, I, I man, yeah, at that point, you didn't have to call me and tell me the name, just say yes. Like, I, I told Ali, like, if any of these guys say yes, just, just you know, just sign the contract, don't even call me. Are, are you surprised that this is the fight? Because I actually, like didn't even know who they'd give Tony just because he's on that two fight losing streak. Like I was having a hard time thinking of whom, like, I don't know if they wanted to use him to build someone up or get him a rebound win. Like it's just so hard to know, understand what that guy's going with. So that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, man, no one's, no one's going to want to actually, uh, no one's going to actually want to fight me, you know, just, just because of the way things are going. Uh, and, and I just figured Tony's coming off two losses. He's not going to risk it. Chandler's coming off. He's ahead of me, so he's definitely not gonna want it. And Charles has been, he's been just running away for a while now. So I was shocked. And then obviously Ferguson gets it. Like, how do you prepare for him? Because he has a lot of this weird kind of movement, like the throwing the sand thing when he was fighting Gage and all that kind of stuff. Um, man, at this point, I just figure train as hard as I can, be as prepared as possible, and just match his craziness. He's just gonna he's gonna be a little wild out there and just don't be intimidated by it by it and just make sure you kind of match it. And, and what do you kind of make of the Tony Ferguson right now? Because there's a lot of people thinking he's done and like he's past his prime now, but you look at we lost to Justin Gagey, Charles Oliveira, two of the best. Then there's other people that are just he lost to two of the best and he's still one of the best. Like where do you kind of fit in on that where he is? I, I don't even try to uh, figure it out. I just try to think to myself, I want to prepare for the best Tony. So I, I, I try to watch the fights where he he was at his best and uh, uh, where he was the most dangerous. And and that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been trying to focus for that Tony. And I, I and uh, it's 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 intimidating. He He's uh, one of the best lightweights of all time, for sure. How much do you look at the Oliveira fight? Just because Oliveira was really able to control him with the grappling, so, which obviously you have equally probably as good as grappling as he does. I, I I've watched it maybe once or twice, just because you know Oliveira has uh, a lot of good chokes, and uh, as far as guillotines and darces, I'm not really a I'm not really a guillotine or darce guy. I can do them, but I I, I don't do them often, and I think. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't fight like him. I, I really don't. I have I, I have a different style. So I, I it's not something I'm I'm trying to implement. I, I recognize that Tony's uh wrestling there there's a possibility for a takedown for sure, but 
that doesn't make uh, any difference for me. I try to take down in any fight. Like that's, oh, do you try to take you down? Oh, no one knew that. No one expected that kind of thing. You know, of course I'm going to try to take you down. Do you think that you're kind of how people view as a fighter has changed though? Because coming into the UFC was, oh, Darius is only looking to get you down to the ground. But you've been showing off that stand up and that knockout power lately. Yeah, you know, I have a great coach in Rafael Cordero as far as striking goes and, and martial arts in general. And just over time, it's it's developed. So I work so hard at everything I do. And if I can't get you to the ground like I would like, guess what? It's it's not it's not it's not a free fight for you. And uh, and it's, that's been showing lately. I, I think my uh, power is improving. My timing is getting better. And. I'm just a little bit more wild than I used to be. I think I was a little bit more reserved in striking before. How do you see this fight playing out? Because Tony's one of those guys that he is super durable, tough to finish on the ground, tough to finish on the feet. But you've been showing off that knockout and you have really good jiu-jitsu where you might be able to catch him in something. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But, you know, that's the game plan. I know you're not supposed to tell people your game plan, but it's 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 to step in there and look for a finish from minute one to minute fifteen, and and that's the game plan. So I don't know how the finish is gonna come, but it's either gonna be a spe spectacular fifteen minutes or there's gonna be a finish. And shoot, it, it could it, the finish could go either way. When you fight a guy like Tony, is it like he gets hurt quite often, but he knows how to fight when he's hurt? So is that something that you can't like? If you get him hurt, you can't rush after it. Uh, you know, I helped Justin prepare for Tony, and that's what Justin said. And I remember back then thinking, "Man, I don't know if I can do that. That's that's really that's really hard. I'm uh, that's not really my 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 style." So I'm still thinking the same thing. I, I'm maybe I'll try, but I, I have a feeling I'm it's going to be very difficult for me to uh, if I smell blood, I'm 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 going to go for the kill. Do you kind of think all the pressure is on Tony in this fight just because he's on that two fight losing streak? They're cutting a lot of uh, people, and it's been speculated like maybe he lose three in a row, maybe the UFC gets rid of him. Yeah, I don't know, man, because he's not losing to your your average fighters, you know. And yeah, uh, okay, uh, Justin finished him, but it, it's not like he's getting finished too. So I I, I really don't know. I I think. Uh, I think he's fine to be honest with you, uh, but but as far as pressure goes, I would I would assume he's he's feeling pressure. Every every fighter feels the pressure, you know. I I, I mean, win or lose, uh, my next fight, I feel all the pressure in the world. Do you think you kind of have to go out there and make a big statement? Just because obviously there's a bunch of big lobby fights. You got the title on your card, then you have Poirier Connor, where you already know if Connor wins that fight, he's getting the title shot. Yeah, it's weird. I, I win this next fight and not even be close to a title shot. That's the crazy part. I can have a safe fight and I can do all the right things in the fight and win the fight. And I won't even be... Okay, let's say I won't be even the second contender. I, like yeah. I, I could, I could not even be after Connor or Dustin. There's, uh, there's Justin Gagey. There's so many people that that are uh, capable of just jumping in on that. So it's, um, it's an interesting division. But I, I just think to myself, you know, I watched Max Holloway get like a ten fight win streak before he got the title. So I'm, just, I'm just not gonna complain. I'm just gonna just continue to do what I've been doing. Well, that was kind of part of my next question is 
like, do you even really care where this win puts you? Because you might need at least another win anyways. Well, I, I, I do because if it was if, if it wasn't if I get this win, I'm assuming I'm gonna be top five. Yeah. If it wasn't for this fight, I would be okay, maybe number eight instead of number, you know, <laughs> number five. So I, I uh, uh number five. So I do care where it, it puts me. It puts me in a very good position. So uh, but it would it would it would suck to imagine to fight let's say uh Dan Hooker. And I'm not saying Dan Hooker is not a good fighter, but it it wouldn't I don't know if it would bring me any closer to the title. For someone like you who's been just grinding through the division like other people like what do you make of Chandler coming in here and just getting that immediate title shot? Obviously he has the resume from Bellator, but then he only did one fight in the UFC. Yeah, that that was the thing that was a little bit difficult. Because he only had one fight. I mean, if he had one more fight and he was impressive in that fight, okay. And and it wasn't like Dan Hooker was coming off a, of a 10-fight win streak. He was coming off of a loss. So it, it was a little difficult to watch. But at the same time, it's like, I get it. He he's He's got an opportunity. He's making the most of it. So nothing against him. God bless the guy. But... Uh, I, I thought um, I thought Justin Gagey, if, if anybody deserved that title shot, it would be Justin Gagey, and, and uh, you can do Charles, since Dustin wants to fight um, Connor again. Obviously, fans are back, too. Like, what's that going to be like for you? Sold out crowd in Houston. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, I've been enjoying the quiet, but at the same time, um, you know, my, my last knockout, no, no, it wasn't my last knockout, but my uh, the 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 comeback fight of the year was We're close, two forty eight. That was that was the last time there was crowds, and so imagine that, you know, Tony I think does well with crowds as well. So we'll see how it goes. I I, I think it it's shaping up to be, uh, to be a really interesting fight. Obviously, I asked you before about the pressure on Tony, but I was thinking about it. I actually think there like there is a lot of pressure on you just because you've seen the division like this is a big step up for you to get one of these top 10 guys. And you've already seen how hard it is to get them to agree to fight down. Dude, it's, it's such a pain in the butt. Like it, to get a top five guy is like winning the lot, a lottery right now. You get, well, winning a lot lottery is just luck. I, this, this involves a lot more than that. So it's, it's really difficult. You, you got to beat a lot of good guys and, and then the timing has to be right and they can't have an opponent and they can't be in a position where they got a lot of, uh, uh, they got good cards in their hands, which means they're in a good position where they can say no. So it's, uh, there's a lot to it, man. And, and I'm just, I'm pretty happy about this fight and, and I do feel pressure, but I feel pressure all the time. I think pressure is a God-given gift that helps us, uh, helps us uh, just be better. Are you rooting for Oliver to win on that card just because you guys are supposed to fight? And I think you fighting for the belt would obviously be a much bigger fight. Honestly, I'm not rooting for either one guy. I, uh, I mean, I get it. Oliver has been in the UFC for a long time, so I, he deserves he deserves a chance at the title, and and you know, hopefully he wins. But I, I don't. In my division, I try not to be a fan of anybody just because one day we might fight. So I, I, I try not to to worry about it. Whoever gets it, gets it. I just want to, I just want to continue to do my job and look for the next person. Is Gaethje about the only one 
in the top five you wouldn't fight, or is Gaethje, even if it you had to fight, you'd fight him? The only guy in, in the lightweight division I would not fight is Rafael Dos Anjos. He's, he's family to me. The thing with Justin is Justin is a very good friend, and I would prefer you know you know how darren till always jokes about uh yola romero yeah I, I have that common i have that feeling with justin when i train with justin you gotta understand man his power is unreal i i'm gonna avoid that fight as long as i can and uh but i who knows eventually it's probably gonna happen has it been like good for you obviously after you got knocked up by hernandez everyone was kind of questioning your chin like is that something that you kind of like what kind of change for you obviously you had that surgery but it's like is it fundamentally the change because like you were taking these big shots that that the hernandez one knocked out that probably wouldn't knock you out right now so i'm, I'm telling you uh there was actually no surgery we skipped the surgery or the, the re, you, it was the neck injury though yeah so i was questioning my chin I, don't get me wrong. I was questioning my chin. I was having issues in 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 training. Uh, my arm would go numb all the time, and and it was one of those things where I just was like, you know what? I'm uh, I'm just gonna I gotta get this. Is one of those things you got to figure out. And and once I did go to see all the doctors and the specialists, and they're like, hey, this is the problem. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna try to fix this. If it works out. I'm not going to retire, but if it doesn't work out, I'm not, I'm not fighting without a chin. That's impossible, especially uh, with my style. So, so it, it was uh man, it was a big confidence builder. Once I went into the doctors and they looked at me and they just, they, they checked me out and they're like, dude, you got a lot of work to do. And there's the easy way where you can get a surgery, uh, but who knows how it's going to come out or you can do years of rehab and we're, doing the years of rehab right now uh, obviously ferguson one of the best lightweights like of all time like what do you think a win over him would do for your kind of legacy and your resume i'm not a big legacy guy yep. it might may sound weird but I'm, I'm not a big legacy guy um but just to be able to fight one of the best lightweights of all time i think it's it's an incredible opportunity and I, I take joy in it and I look forward to it. It's it's weird because he is a scary dude, but every time I think about the fight, I get pretty happy. So if that's not weird, I don't I don't know what weird is, you know. So I'm 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 really looking forward to it. I'm I'm looking forward to just taking what has got oh taking what God has given me and, and just presenting it to everyone do you think tony is gonna shoot on you because i don't think he actually will because i think you're probably much better on the ground shoot i i never even thought about that uh he might actually now that you mention it i think i saw him do some shots on edson barboso when i watched their fight so dude he might good uh good insight thanks bud yeah, obviously lightweight division. Like we talked about, a lot of key fights. Like you, you get the win here. Like, is there someone you have your eye on, or do you just have to kind of wait to see these fights play out? Mm, ideally, whoever wins the belt. If not, maybe the loser of the of that. I can get the loser of that, and then eventually go from there. But man, I'm 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 having a baby in June, and I I told the UFC like after that, I, like you guys don't call me for a while. I I don't care what fight it is. I'm 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 taking a little break. I'll probably come back in in December or something. So in, in like 
the baby's kind of coming at the perfect time then. So because all these big fights will play out, the division should be wide open by the time you're looking to return. Exactly. And and they called me for June and I, I said, no, I can't do it. I said, I have to do it. You guys have to do it earlier. And I, I'm assuming most fighters don't do that. Most fighters say, no, 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 we, I, I want it later. So I, I think I don't know how they felt about that, but I'm, I'm, they may have thought it was kind of difficult. Like, you know, we're giving you a fight at the right time and you're saying no. So um, I, I hope the division opens up in, uh, by then, but I'm, I'm not really worried about it. I'm, I'm just hoping to spend some time with my daughter. Obviously, Connor does big business for anyone, but as a fighter in the light division, like, do you kind of hope he doesn't get his hands on that belt again? Because we obviously saw what happened when he was a champion, not defending, just kind of calling for all these big fights. Yeah. I don't like the fact that he doesn't defend the belt. Yeah, that's that's a little frustrating. And it's not an easy division. I, I don't know if he has the ability right now. I don't know if he has the ability. I don't know if he has, he's willing to make the sacrifices uh, to be a champion. So I would prefer if he does become champion, stays active. And if not, yeah, man, maybe maybe continue to do your big fights and just focus on those. Well, Benil, you will have a big fan and one of my friends from Iran too. Like he literally doesn't watch UFC except when you're fighting. I have to text him all the time whatever day you're fighting. But I appreciate you doing this, man. Yeah, of course. Tell him I said what's up. Yeah, thank you. Take care, bro. All right, we're joined by UFC middleweight Edmund Shabazian, who is finally coming back here. Edmund, how's it going? Good, man. Good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Obviously, coming back here. Before we get into it, I just want to get into your last fight. Obviously, a lot of stuff going into that Brunson fight. You become the main event, like your first UFC main event. Like, what was that fight like for you? Obviously, it was a your first career loss. Like, what's kind of been what? Like, what do you take away from that fight? Oh, a lot. You know, uh, it was my first. Of course, it was my first career loss. And I use it as a big time learning lesson, you know. Um, I was kind of going in there to hunt for the finish and look to finish right away, you know, and kind of gas myself out like that because uh, I was looking for one shot to put him out. But, you know, um, uh, it's experience, experience, you know. He's an experienced guy too. He weathered the storm and uh, stayed calm in there and then eventually uh, went in his favor. But, um, as far as learning from that fight, I learned a lot, you know, from uh, about myself and, you know, some things I needed to change up in training. And it's, it's been going really good now. You know, I feel great. And I just can't wait to fight on May 15 now. Oh, obviously, you never want to lose. But are you kind of glad it happened right now, like so early on in your UFC career? Because obviously, you you can learn a lot from that. You can, you're can still ranked. Like, you can still kind of make your way up the ranks and get to an eventual title shot. Yeah, you know, um. Uh, everybody loses at some point and um i'm happy you know uh this happened uh, and i took it as a big time learning lesson you know and i i wasn't so down from this loss or anything like that you know i, I use it to motivate me to come back better and work on myself what's been the last couple months been like so you haven't done much media yet it, you've it's kind of been radio sound like everyone was kind of waiting for you to say something or when your next fight would be yeah, you know, I, I've just been in the gym training, man. I've, I've been just putting in work silently <laughs> and and just grinding daily, you know, uh, uh, waiting to get a fight. And this opportunity came up, so um, I'm like, let's do it. And then I found out it's, it's the Houston thing, so even better, you know. So, yeah. 
then like was this the first fight that came up for you or like was because i'm surprised it kind of took this long for them to book you in another fight yeah um well at first uh i got a few months off uh, to like yep. to train a little bit you know improve on my skills and uh just work 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 and um and then yeah there was a few uh there was like a couple fights offered that actually that weren't kind of making the best sense but um eventually like we kind of wanted this fight too you know uh and it it, it all fell into place you know we got the call and they were like hell yeah let's do it you know and then Jack Hermanson, like this is a guy that was, if he beat Jared Cannonier, he was going to get a title shot. Like he's been a top 10 middleweight for quite some time. Like, so when you get that name on the other side of the contract, like what, what kind of goes through your head? I'm excited. Uh, it's, it's motivating for me, you know, and uh, it's a, it's another chance for me to uh, break into that, you know, like top, top of the division. So beating this guy will definitely put me up there and yeah, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I, I wanted this fight, so uh, I'm, I'm happy it happened, and I, I can't wait. I'm not sure how much of you've seen it, because I, I think I I think you've been staying off social media quite a bit. Like and When this fight was booked, a lot of people were, didn't really get it, because they thought they were rushing you too much. They thought that's what happened with the Brunson fight, and then you're getting a, a ranked guy above you, and Jack, like, do you feel that is the case? Like They're really trying to push you, or do you think this is the right next step? No, you know, um, uh, the way I look at it is, I'm in the UFC. I got to fight the best. You know, you're going to fight the best at all times at some point. So uh, I want to take all, all the good fights, you know, if it's hard, if it's not, you know, I want to just go out there and perform and um, be the best. So to be the best, you got to be the best. Yeah, I came off a loss, but um, I learned a lot already from that loss. So uh, and I, I think stylistically, this is a great matchup for me, too. And like I, I know you obviously did get finished by Brunson, but that first round, like you were in it, and like like you just said earlier, like you just kind of gassed yourself out. Like yeah. that first round was competitive. You probably won that first round. Yeah, you know, uh, I was I was looking for, I was looking to just put him away. You know, in my mind, I'm like, I gotta put this guy away. I gotta put this guy away, and um, it wasn't happening. So, like, I would say by like mid second round is whenever I I like really gassed out and. Um, people think, uh, the thing is, people think I was completely out in that fight. I wasn't out. My, it looks like I'm, I swear, it looks like mm -hmm. I'm out, but I, I was consciously in there. Like after the fight, we went to the doctors, I'm reciting everything. I'm like, I'm just exhausted. You know, like, uh, I remember everything. I was describing everything that happened in the fight. You know, I remember specific every moment in the fight, but, uh, it's just like when you get that adrenaline dump too, and, and you, it's like something that you need like at least like 20 to 30 minutes to recover from you know <clears throat> entering this fight like is, do you have a bit of a chip on your shoulder just to remind everyone how good you are after that loss uh yeah i mean you could look at it that way but I, i'm just motivated to come back on the win column and and get a win again you know uh, uh, i've been training hard working really hard and I, i'm excited to go out and perform Obviously, Jack Manson, like you look at his career, obviously he's one and two in his last three, but lost a decision to Vittori, submitted Gasol in like a minute, and then got knocked out by Cannoneer. Like, what do you kind of make of his recent run? Because he does get rocked and fights a lot, but when it gets down to the ground, like he can finish you in just like a split second. That's all he needs. Yeah, I know. I know. He, he he's a he's a tough fighter. He, he's tough. He takes the shots, and we'll keep we'll keep uh, the fight going. And 
uh, doesn't give up. So and his ground game, of course, he has, he has a a slick ground game. But I've been working a lot with uh, Edwin Najmi and Home Liberal on my ground game a lot, and uh, it's been it's been uh, improving a lot tremendously. And um, you know, I'll I'll be ready for anything. Obviously, you don't want to give away too much, but I assume to say the game plan is keep this fight on the feet for as long as possible. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> How do you really see this fight playing out? Because you, obviously, we've seen Jack get knocked out before, and yeah. we've seen you. Like, you have a ton of knockout power. Like, you were a guy that finished Brad Tavares, and not many people finished Brad Tavares. And, like, entering that fight, everyone was praising Tavares' durability and what would happen if Shabazz and can't get him out. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm just gonna be ready for the full full fight, uh, full 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 rounds if it goes. You know, I'll be ready for anything. The finish comes, I'm I'm gonna take it. You know, I'm, I'm everybody knows I'm a finisher, so uh, just I, I'm gonna put on a performance. Is that something you learned from the last fight? Is you're not trying to force anything? Like you're not gonna be going after this finish. It's more about being patient and picking your shots. Yeah, you know, like not rushing to put him away with one shot. You know, oh, this one shot's gonna put him out, put him out, put him out. You know. Uh, if the opportunity presents itself, I'll take it. You know, I, I'm not gonna rush for the finish, but um, if I see I've heard him and stuff like that, and the finish is there, I, I take the, I take finishes usually. What do you think a win over Jack does for you? Because he's obviously in the top ten. Like I think a win here could get you one of those top five guys. Yeah, you know that that's what I want. Uh, with the win over Jack Hermanson, uh, I'll be looking to fight one of the top five or top six guys and. Um, keep climbing to be the best. I know Till and Cost are without fights. I actually think those would be really entertaining fights, and that you get another shot at a main event with those two. Oh yeah, guaranteed. Uh, just a few more things is obviously a lot of people after you lost to were saying, "Oh, Edmund needs a camp change." It was the same exact thing after Ronda lost. Like, do you pay any attention to that, or like, what do you make of all that? Because it seems like whenever someone loses, all the fans are quick to saying, "Like, all oh, they need a camp change." Like, same thing happened with Connor after he lost to Dustin. No, nah, no, nah, I mean. That's just the you know the MMA fans there, they just like switch up on you with a win or a loss, you know. Uh, but we did make uh, in my camp, uh, everything's uh, the same. But we made a lot of adjustments to, to specific trainings and grappling, wrestling trainings. Like we've trying to like made a lot of switches on that part and uh, really been pushing on that on those two to to be prepared. And they're throwing you on this massive pay-per-view card. Like, this main card, I think, is going to be one of the best. Like, you have the lightweight title fight. You have Diaz-Edwards. You have your fight. You have uh, Barboza, uh, Shane Burgos. Like, there's a lot of really good fights. Like, what's it like to be on this card and to be back in front of a sold-out crowd? And it's awesome. Uh, I just can't wait to go out there in front of a crowd and perform. The energy is electric always when there's a lot of fans. And, man... Uh, you know, yeah, I get goosebumps thinking about it, you know, to go out in front of fans, finally. You know, last fight, it was in no fans, you know, but finally fans are back and it's going to be fun. Well, obviously no excuse, but do you think that played a factor in the last fight? Because uh, it seems like a lot of more people were having these big energy jumps with no fans to kind of pick them up. Because when you get tired, like the fans start cheering you on, it kind of gives you that second uh, boost of energy. Uh, no, no, no excuses. You know, I lost my last fight fair and square. <clears throat> fans or no fans uh i guess myself out and that's pretty much it uh no excuses did uh ronda talk to you after the loss or did, i've talked to her? her after yeah yeah, yeah. i've had well, some 
What, what did she say? Because obviously she went through that first career loss as well. Just some encouragement, you know, encouragement after the fights to keep going forward. And like, you know how, how it is, like encouraging talks. Where do you kind of see yourself at the end of this year in the middleweight division? Obviously, Adesanya is without a dance partner right now. Like, the, there's a lot of key middleweight fights that's happened already. Like, it, it seems like this division's really starting to get moving again. Yeah, you know, the division is really, really hot right now. A lot of good fights going on. And um, with the win over Jack, I think it opens me up to a lot of great matchups as well. You know, my matchup right now is a great matchup. And then with the win over him, it will open up even great, greater matchups. It's a lot of talent in the division, so I'm excited. Uh, last thing is your brother hasn't fought in quite some time. Like, wh when's he going to get back in there? He'll be back. He'll be back. Um, uh, the California shows are opening up soon, so he'll be back, I'd say, um, late June or early July. He'll be back. Is that a goal for you guys is to be on a UFC card together? Absolutely. All right, well, admin man, that's all I got for you. Thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate that's it. Sure. All right, we're joined by UFC featherweight Edson Barboza, who's back in action against Shane Burgos at UFC 262. Edson, how's it going, man? Very good, very good, man. Thank you for for opportunity to talk to you guys. Yeah, obviously, last time we talked was um, after your last fight. You kind of were mentioning you had one fight left on your deal. You didn't really know what you were going to do. Like, maybe you asked the UFC for your release. Maybe you re-signed. You end up re-signing. Like, can you kind of take me through that negotiation? Like, how did that all get together where you ended up deciding to re-sign with the UFC. Yeah, I sit down with my family, my manager. Um, I talk a lot, you know, I talk a lot with my manager. He, come on, UFC is still the best show, you know, and he's offering us a good deal for us. I think good deal for me, a good deal for UFC. I was very happy, you know. My goal is staying in UFC, doing a good job, and thank God he resigned the contract. Um, I'm very happy with the new contract. Uh, this gives me a lot of motivate. You know, I feel more motivated than ever because I know right now UFC really enjoy my job, really enjoy you know my my work, my hard work, and I want to show for UFC. I really deserve every every sense in the cage. Uh, was May the time frame you wanted to return, or were you hoping to return a bit sooner? Sorry? Was May when you wanted to return, or were you hoping to return a bit sooner after your last fight? Oh, I really want I want, I really want to return, for sure, you know? Uh, man, I worked for FC for a long time, you know? I worked for FC for more than 10 years. Uh, I'm happy in that. Hey, Shane Burgos, was this the guy you wanted, or is it just who the UFC offered? Uh, he's a top guy, you know, he's a top 15, he's one of the best, I, I really, I really want to, to test myself against the best guys in the world, he's one of the best, and UFC offered me to fight him, I say, of course, he's one of the best, uh, I'm very happy to always prove myself against the best guys in UFC. Your last fight, like how big was that for your just confidence getting that win officially? Because your past two fights with Ige and Felder, like those easily could have gone your way too. Uh, that fight's very important for me because, especially because changed opponents in two weeks, I need like a complete different uh, game plan because I was fighting 
uh, Sodit. He's an orthodox striker. In two weeks, give me South Pole wrestler. You know, I need to figure it out. You know, figure it out in a couple of days and you know, show you guys a really good job. And yeah, feeling great. I did the first fight against Higa. I was a little bit scared about the cutting weight, how I wanna feel. In the second fight, I know I can do it. I know I can feel good, and, and it's making me very, very excited for the next one because I know and I feel much, much better for the next one. Obviously, Shane's only lost to two guys in Josh Emmett and Calvin Cater. Like, where do you kind of rank him as, like, where do you kind of rank him as one of your toughest opponents that you fought? Because he is a very well-rounded guy, but you've you've been in there with some of the best. Yeah, like I said, man, he, he's one of the best. He's a top guy, he's top 15. He just lost for two tough guys, two top 10. And very excited, very excited because I was – in UFC for a long time, I always test myself to get the best. UFC gives me the chance to fight against the best. I'm so, so thankful. Obviously, but I think everyone kind of knows the, how this fight's going to play out. It's just two strikers going at it. Is that kind of how you view it? Is it just going to be a kickboxing fight? No, that's MMA fight. You know? Uh, you need to be ready for everything. You know? I'm ready for everything. I'm ready to play in the ground. I'm ready to do my wrestling. I'm ready to, to, to stay in the fit. One thing I know, wherever this fight's going, I'm ready. I'm more than ready. I feel great, you know, the camp's doing well. I'm healthy. And, but it's going to be a great match. He's a great striker. It's definitely, everybody knows I'm a striker. I'm on the best in this business. And, yeah, it's going to be a fun fight. I saw an interview Shane did, and he actually said he expects you to shoot on him pretty often. Like, I actually thought it'd be the other way around. I thought if someone's gonna wrestle, it's gonna be him. Man, I thought I got the best strikers in UFC. You know, I fought Patties, he tried to take me down. I fought, uh, most guys I fought tried to take me down. I fought Cerrone, uh, he tried to take me down. Everybody tried to take me down, you know? All, all, everybody in 24 fighting UFC. But why not? Why not? It's a MMA fight, you know? I hope he's ready for everything. Ready for, 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 I'm shooting, ready for the ground game, ready to strike. It's not a kickboxing match, you know? I hope he's ready for everything. Uh, your leg kicks are obviously a big part of your game. Like, how important do you think that's going to be in this fight? Because Shane's a guy that likes to use his footwork quite often. If you can kind of damage that leg, it's going to limit how much he can move around. I, I think my leg kicks very important for, for for all my fights, you know. And it's funny because everybody knows I want to throw some legs, some hard leg kicks, and I got everybody with this. Uh, yeah, it's part of my game, you know. Everybody knows I have, like I said, I have 24 fights in UFC. Everybody knows my game, you know, the strong part of my game. And, and it still works. I was still there. I still work every single fight. Like I said, I hope he's ready for this. When people are so, like, as obviously Shane's going to be expecting those leg kicks. Like, do you think that kind of gives you an opportunity to go up high and kind of catch them when they're not expecting it? Because they're expecting you to go low to the body all the time. It's a fight, you know, it's a feeling. That's about the feeling, you know. And it's hard to say, oh, I want to work this, I want to work there. Uh, I think the most important for, for me, it's my, my, my game plan with my coach. 
feel the fight. If he gives me a chance to do some leg kicks on the throw, if he gives me a chance to throw high, if he gives me a chance to take him down, say make me fight. Uh, the most important to go there, have a fun. That's how I was learning last couple camps uh, because, yeah, one day it's going to be over. You know, I need to enjoy, I need to have a fun every single time. And it's a lot of different in my, my, my make different in my game right now. You guys are going to see best at some Barbosa. How do you see this fight playing out? Because Shane's a durable guy and he's a hard guy to put away, but you obviously have a lot of knockout power. Oh, it's going to be a war, like always. Every time I fall, every time I'm fighting, you guys will see a war and this fight's going to be different. It's going to be a war. That's what I'm waiting for. Do you kind of think this is a front runner for fight of the night on this card? Yeah, this is awesome, you know, because no, the 99% of the time I was fighting, the people keep asking me, oh, this is going to be a fight of the night. Everybody expect a lot of, you know, a lot of damage in, in my fights. And I guess I think I have a nine bonus, you know, eight or seven fight of the night. And yeah, why not? Like I said, I'm ready for war. I'm going to be there. I'm going to give my best. I hope you ready for that. Obviously, you're from a great camp, an American top team. Like, who are some of the people you're working with for this camp? And the American top team have 1,000 different guys, you know, 1,000 really good high level and everything. The best strikers, best wrestlers, the best guys in the ground. Um, I feel so blessed to work with the American top team. And man, I train with so many guys. They try every single sparring change. You know, because if you're sparring the same guy all the time, you figure it out. I, I'm figuring out super very fast. You know, my my my, my opponents. It's, if you do something with me one time, it's so hard to do this again. And I try change every single, oh, every single spar change opponents, but I train with the best. Obviously, fans are back for your fight. How excited are you to be back in front of a sold out crowd? I'm very excited, very excited, especially for us. And I'm striking, you know. I love to to hit the guys, feel the whole crowd like, oh, this is so awesome. Very excited. I can't wait. It's gonna be a great night for sure. Uh, Shane's ranked ninth in the division. So, what do you think a win over him, and especially if you finish him, what, like, what do you think that does for you? Step closer to the title shot. I feel I dropped for 145. I feel I'm more motivated than ever. I feel better than ever, like uh, everywhere and striking and ground and my wrestling. And my goal is to be featherweight champ. I know I have everything to be a champ and I want to keep on work for that. Do you have anyone in mind of who you'd want next? Is there obviously some key featherweight fights coming up? And I think maybe that Ige Korean zombie winner makes a lot of sense just because that Ige fight was super close. Maybe run that back. Or there's like Zabit's there, Yair Rodriguez. Like there's so many uh, fun fights and tons of options for you. You said I have so many guys, you know, in front of me in the ranking. I fought everybody. Whatever you have to see, asking me to fight, I'm in. You know, all those guys, top five, top 15. But I have one guy in mind. I want to weigh. I want to. This next fight's passing. I want to ask for fight this guy. 
Are you hoping a top five guy is next though, or, or soon, like within your next two fights? Sorry. Are you hoping a top five guy, like you can make that run up real quick? Of course, I hope you have to give me a top guy, you know, close to the 30 shots possible. Uh, like I said, man, I'm, I'm a long way in the UFC. I, I, I fight for UFC for, for 10 years and I really deserve, you know. And when I prove for UFC and I prove for everybody, I really deserve to get my chance for the 30 shot. Uh, just a few more things is when do you think, like realistic time period, like when is that featherweight title shot in your mind? Like how many more fights? I think it's this one and maybe one or two more and you're right there. Maybe one, two more. Let's see. Maybe two more. I'm very realistic, you know, I'm not, but I really believe it. I won this next one, two more fights. I was very close to my chance, to the title shot. What do you think that does for your legacy if you become the featherweight champ? Because obviously you'd be the UFC champion. You've beaten a lot of the top guys at lightweight. Like you've beaten most of the best guys in the UFC. Yeah, my legacy going to be forever. It's funny because in couple this year and last year, I saw the people come to me, the young kids come to me and say, hey, you are a legend. I was like, think about it. Come on, man, I'm getting older. When people start talking to you, you say you're a legend because you get older. But I think my legs going to be there, man. Uh, or I talk about striking, talk about the best guys in, in UFC, you know, the best knockouts, the best highlights, guys talking about me, you know. I think my legacy is going to stay forever. And the guy really try to uh, be a champ every single fight. I know I always give my best, I always give my... 100%. I think that's the most important. That's my legacy. Everything goes your way here. Like, how quickly would you want to turn this thing around? Because I assume you probably want to be pretty active this year. Yeah, man. I hope. Like, I love my job. I was healthy. I think that's the most important. Uh, I hope best this fighter will stay healthy. And I really want to fight, you know, maybe July, August. I'll be ready for that. You know, I want to stay busy this year. I hope to do three fights this year. And, yeah, I hope to do three fights this year. You, you've obviously made the cut to featherweight twice now. Like, do you honestly think you were a featherweight your entire career? I don't know. But I feel good. This, I think, right now, you know. I was, I feel right now much much better with my last two fights in featherweight because i know i i know my body right now better you know i understand my body my body understand how what i need to do to cut eat the right things doing the right you know the right trainings but hey i'm in in, in lightweight for 10 years and did a really good job you know i think i changed because i feel i need something different to motivate me and drop for 145, give me this bump. And like I said, I'm more motivated than ever. Uh, just two more things is you're obviously feeling really good. You're 35. Like, how much longer do you think you still got? Because I still think you, there's still a couple good more years left in you. Yeah, I, I, I talked to my friend a couple of days ago. He said, I feel great. It's funny because I'm so scared to get older. He said, oh, when I get older, I can't train. I can't. It's just, I do complete opposite. I feel more strong, get stronger. I feel faster. I feel my cardio getting better because I feel I'm getting older. I learn about my body. 
you know when i was young i trained like a three times a day i do 16 17 train a weekend that's crazy that's too much i always fight always i think 99 percent of my fighting i've seen i heard something before the fight you know but right now i feel get more it's more to learn about my body sometimes i need like a, okay i want to take off a little bit rest a little bit and i feel better than ever i i really believe i have a long long way in my career and just last thing do you ever think you're gonna go back up to lightweight or you think it's featherweight from here on out like if the right opportunity came up like would you take a lightweight fight i'm a fighter you know uh like i said my goal would be a featherweight champ for sure but like I said, I'm a fighter. If you have offered me a good fighting lightweight, why not? You know, I, I always ready. Maybe the trilogy with Felder. That's got to get settled. Why yes, why not? That's the fight making me, you know, excited. You know, the, 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 the third fight against him. You know, why not? I'm always ready. All right, well, Edson, I appreciate the time. Thank you, thank you so much for doing this. You're no problem. Right. All right, we're joined by UFC middleweight Jack Hermanson, who's back at UFC 262. Jack, how's it going? It's going well, my man. I'm uh, here in Texas right now, uh, enjoying the final preparations uh, for my fight. So uh, all good here. Yeah, obviously, fans are back, back in for Texas. Like, what's all that kind of like your fight? Like, we're what? 10 11 days out we're doing this interview and fans are back for your fight soon i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be super cool uh i'm very very excited about it actually you know it's almost like it feels weird you know oh man it's gonna be all of those people you know because uh yeah you're not uh, used to crowded uh, areas right now so <laughs> looking forward to that it's gonna be really really awesome uh, before we get into this one, I just want to quickly touch on your last fight. Obviously, a lot of things didn't go your way in that fight. Just with even from before that fight, like you're supposed to fight Till, he gets out. You're supposed to fight Hall, and that doesn't happen. You then yeah. end up fighting Vittori, and you lose that fight. Like, what kind of like what do you take away from that fight? Because Vittori is a guy that you probably need more than a week to train for. Yeah, the thing is that uh, I felt pretty good coming into that fight. But in the first round, you know, um, uh, you know, usually, uh, you know, uh, there is a few injuries in, in, in every fight, you know, I, I broke my toe and so on in this one. But the main thing is that in the first round, uh, when he connects with a punch, he, he actually breaks my orbital bone. And uh, I have a hard time to, to see because uh, it affected my vision. So it was not that the eye was swollen or anything like that, but the eye moved in the eye socket and uh, I had like kind of a really, really weird vision for the whole fight. So it was really, really hard to, uh, yeah, to even, you know, stay, stay in the fight. Uh, so, um, and that injury came in the first round. So it, it was tough. Uh, the only thing I could take from that fight is that, uh, don't get hit you know <laughs> and that's something that you're always trying to do and sometimes you can get hit a uh, hundred times and nothing like that happens and like this time uh it happened with the first punch he connected with so yeah that's the part of the game you know and uh, i think that affected uh, the fight a lot 
was this the, about the time frame you were looking for, uh, middle of May? Uh, yeah, I, I think this was uh, the the perfect time frame actually to for my return. Uh, it took some some time to to heal my injuries, and uh, uh, I think this is the perfect time actually. Uh, it, it wouldn't been good to 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 be fighting any any sooner than this. So uh, I, I'm happy with the time frame. Edmund Shabazian, are you surprised this is who they gave you? Because I thought they would have tried to build him back up and you're a tough fight for anyone. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's, uh, in the middle of it right now, uh, there's so many people that has been already fighting each other and, uh, uh, it's hard, you know, uh, because it doesn't seem like the guys, uh, from under managed to fight their way into other so uh yeah i think i, I wasn't surprised they, they have been uh, speaking about this matchup before so uh yeah and i kind of like I, I think i almost asked for the fight because i i wanted a fight and they were just like yeah this is who is available right now and i said like okay let's go let's go with edmund uh Entering that Brunson fight, he was on a big roll, knocking everyone out. Like he knocked out Brad Tavares in the first round, who doesn't really get knocked out. And then Brunson kind of derailed a lot using his grappling. Like, what do you make of Shabazzin's last fight and his performance? Yeah, Nicole. Uh, I didn't even need to take a time. To, <laughs> which was his last performance? <laughs> uh, the, the Brunson loss. It was, uh, yeah, it was Brunson, of course. Yeah, you know, I think it showed what uh, kind of weaknesses he has, you know, and uh, um, I believe that uh, if Brunson can do that to him, I should be able to do that to him as well. You know, uh, I think that uh, there is uh, not a person in of you than me. So I believe that, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a bad matchup for him. That, that's what I'm taking from uh, from his performance. Is the game plan just to get this fight down to the ground? Yeah, uh, of course. I, I always want. Uh, I know that my opponents uh, they prefer for that, so I need to be able to fight him in the stand up as well. So I do have a plan for him uh, as well. And if I get a good opportunity, of course, I'm going to be trying to take him down. But uh, uh, I'm uh, prepared to fight in the in the stand up as well. Do you think you can submit him or finish him on the ground? I know I can. I know there's there's not a man uh, in the world that I can't finish on the ground. You know, I I think that uh, you know, so so far it's about Jacare has been the only person uh, in the UFC that ha has been surviving my 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 game. You know, if I get people to the ground, it's usually over, and uh, I think it's gonna be the same with uh, with Edna. What do you think a win, especially a stoppage win, does for you? I think it puts me, you know, in the in the mix of uh, uh, getting uh, a bigger fight again. And uh, you know, as I as I mentioned before, there are so many people in the in the middleweight that has already been fighting each other. So I think the first person that 
get a couple of wins together uh, is in a really good spot for a title shot and that's what's in my mind so i'm hoping to uh, to advance with a bigger fight after this one maybe against some of the top guys whitaker holocausta and uh, someone like that uh, that's actually my next question is is there a guy you want next because i thought maybe you redo that till fight because that fight always seems like a good one to make yeah, but Darren Till, it doesn't seem like Darren Till managed to get in it, you know. He seems to injure himself all the time, so <laughs> we will see. <laughs> we will see. Uh, but if he's around, why not? Hey, well, what, what do you think the walkout is going to be like with fans back? Because you did obviously did that fight with no fans. I think. That workout is going to be amazing. It's going to be electric, and uh, you know the arena is going to shake. And I think the fans really lo- are really looking forward to a big uh, like this. Uh, you know the fans are hungry. I kind of feel. I think I'm going to feed off it. Uh, everything goes your way here. Like, how quickly would you want to turn this thing around? Oh, uh, if I get my hand raised and if I'm healthy. Uh, let's do one in uh, August uh, uh, or something. Yeah, August sounds good. How many wins away do you think you are from a title shot? Because Adesanya has beaten a lot of the top guys already, and you would be a fresh matchup for him. Yeah, I think I'm close, man. If I do a really good win with this one, and then if I get a big name and, and, and beat him, I'm right up there again. All right, well, Jackman, I appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this. Thank you so much, Cole. I'm sorry for that connection. Uh, this time wasn't the best. So yeah, no, sorry about the, that. The bad, the bad Texas Wi-Fi. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jack. Thank you. Okay, have a good one, Cole.